This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Birmingham are not a team that I've seen much of. You know, and seen nothing of, basically, because... They've not been on TV that much this year, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but no, I haven't. I hadn't seen nothing of Birmingham really. They weren't a club that I could sit in and say, "Yeah, this is this is the, the way they are. This is their team. This is." So I've come in pretty blind, really. My old man said. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast show. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. This uh, episode is a mini-episode. Uh, it's a bit of an extra. One of the reasons is because uh, I am waiting for my co-host, Dan Rogers, of the Villa Underground, to be uh, less busy this week so we can uh, quickly cram in a pre-blues podcast and discuss the uh, reincarnation of Harry Redknapp as he uh, attempts to save Birmingham City's nosedive into Division 1. It hasn't been the greatest uh, Easter for Villa, but we'll discuss that and uh, Harry and the Derby. Granted, there won't be much time to listen to it, but we'll try to give uh, listeners uh, a, a good uh, 24 hours at least before the uh, the Derby on Sunday. In the meantime, what we're doing here is uh, we're going to rerun our first Villa Derbies. That's me, uh, Dan Rogers, and Chad Renz. It originally appeared in episode 10 before the other Blues game at St Andrews, but it was a, a good little segment, so it's worth a rerun here. Also, uh, if you quite like shorter doses, I don't know, 10, 20 minutes, uh, let us know on Twitter at Aston Villa Pod. Uh, it seems to be uh, a way forward. We'll do more shorter burst ones, little capsules of uh, claret and blue. So listen up, enjoy, and we'll speak to you very soon. When I was supporting the Villa in the early days, when I was a wee man, we never played the Blues. I think we yeah, we played them in the early eighties, but then there was this long, long period. And off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, how many years? At least nine, something like that. And I wasn't born in Birmingham, so I never had that kind of going to school with blues fans and, you know, that kind of build-up. When I was living in Birmingham and I went to my first blues derby, it was the second or third round of the Cup when we won it in 94, the League Cup, when we played them over two legs at uh, the end of 93. And, you know, I thought, hey, you know, it's a local derby, what the hell? Then I got to the ground, it was a night game, which are always the, uh, the more exciting ones when it's uh, Villa Blues. And just having helicopters flying really low with searchlights on 
on all the turnstiles. That was obviously, you know, where you could just walk through on the night. And there were the atmosphere. It was like like being in a war zone. Good strong tackle that was on Richardson, but it breaks to Saunders. And Saunders is clear and could finish it here. Oh dear, oh dear. He must have been three yards offside. Taking nothing away from him. Villa Park celebrates and Birmingham's brave resistance is ended by Dean Saunders. It was, you know, a great atmosphere, but still to me, I, you know, I, I hate United and Liverpool and teams like that more than the Blues. But, you know, Dan, what's your take and what was your first uh, derby? My first derby proper was the, the season they got promoted back to the Premier League when Bruce was the manager and I think we had Graham Taylor. Um, oh, so that, was the, the, that was the ankle. The Enkelman, um, wow. and I mean, my abiding memory of it was, I mean, it's the first time, I mean, you go go to games where you think, yeah, it's a bit tasty here and, and whatnot, but yeah. it's the first time where I've been to a football ground where I think I think a home team genuinely wanted to inflict pain upon me. Um, <laughs> yeah. All the Blues fans were above, so they were throwing piss, shit, anything they could, I, I remember this guy was so angry above us, he took the batteries out of his digital camera and he threw, <laughs> he threw that's such a... It's such a like web 1.0, isn't it? That oh, I'm not th- not throwing my not throwing a <laughs> shitty camera at you, but I will throw the batteries at you. But that was you know we had that shocking bloody David Ellery refereeing. You had, I mean that that game was that game was out of control. If that was a, out of control, I mean I I was watch only watching it on TV. You could feel it just from watching it on TV, and you just felt like if that was a war, you'd be waving, you'd be just calling to your troops, retreat. Let's get the fuck out it was, of here. It was let's mental. Back, I mean, let's come back another day. The closest I can compare it to for it doesn't it's not the same in terms of disorder, but you know when like the Villa fans were rounding on the pitch against the Albion when they were kept encroaching and they were running yeah, on. Yeah. That's the Blues fans were over the hoardings for for so many parts of the game. And another abiding memory was I think it was at some point in the second half and oh, fan gets on and Staunton picks this Blues fan up by his eyes and throws him. <laughs> he gets his fingers into his eyes and throws him back into the crowd. Be like, this is the kid who the kid who smacked Enkelman. Oh yeah, into his so eyes. He throws it into his eye socket so he gets him like predator and just thinks fuck you but you know that game had it all there was a horrendous tackle by um purse on on angel really early on and angel was hobbling around the pitch for, for the rest of the game you know dela cruz hit the bar at nil nil an absolute yeah, screamer yeah. absolute screamer from nowhere yeah. Vassell had a, a goal disallowed and to be honest as soon as the anchorman cock up happened it was just an absolute war zone should be getting these idiots off the pitch because that's the last thing we need but look at this just didn't even take his eye off it really just a lack of concentration that incident pretty much came about from the atmosphere and just the anger and the, the savageness from well, the blues i mean this is classic west midlands police isn't it that you know let's have the game at half past seven midweek <laughs> what what <laughs> yeah, it, it'll a, be fine that's, that's a good idea Never to be repeated, and that's why we when the game is at twelve o'clock on Sunday. Well, that's happy, why happy days, happy days. The, that also was a game when we were walking to the the ground. There was a you know you get like these crappy t-shirt sellers. 
Yeah. There was a, there was a blues fan selling a t-shirt with Alpay's face on it. It said slip the th- slip the Turks throat and there's these coppers <laughs> explaining to this guy why that might not be appropriate. <laughs> seriously, seriously. So it, there's a close affinity between both the teams, a love and a, a community spirit that I'm sure will be played I mean, out this Sunday. I mean it's, it's an age-old question but I I don't think there's any I'm talking about England. I don't think there's a derby as nasty it's spiteful isn't it it's, uh, it's i mean everton liverpool you know always remember in the 80s they'd play in fa cup finals and you know their fans would be mixed sitting next mm-hmm. to each other and mm-hmm. all you know manchester i mean in terms of live games there's so many tourists there now that there's mm-hmm. never going to be any uh tribal rivalry so that that's lost its spark doesn't matter well, how much the media build that one up it's telling that when I went to university and I've met um, someone from someone from Birmingham, yeah. uh, the, one of the first sort of questions I asked was, who do your family support? Lowe's or Villa? And instantly you judge them on that. <laughs> but you, you are, they're no well, longer your friends. You for me, just check for the smell of manure and then you know whether me, it's... <laughs> for me, from a young age, it's sort of been bred into me. Obviously, you yeah. love Claret and Blue, but you absolutely hate them. Hate like. It, I don't know. I don't even know what it is, but it, it's a massive game for me because it's another thing is as soon as the fixture list came out this season, the first dates everyone were looking to, well, when we played Blues and in terms of memories, I always remember from when I was young, we just always used to beat them. Yeah. Like they were, they were never particularly good. That, and That was just, that was just after the period that uh, Dan's talking about. Yeah. When they came up, this is when Bruce was in charge. I think they went three seasons where they, where we never beat them. And then the we period. just, then we just went crazy yeah. and just beat them all the time. Yeah. The period I'm sort of talking about is obviously Gabby's header in sort of final minutes away from home. Uh, the 5-1, which was one of the best days of my life. Mitchell had to cut that one out, but it's gone through to Gabriel Egbonlahor. Can he pick out Carew? Doesn't need him, it's five. All his own work as well. It's Gabriel Egbonlahor. He's in double figures for the season, and it's a nap hand from Aston Villa. Just when Birmingham were starting to show signs of a little bit of a revival, it's Aston Villa 5, Birmingham City 1. Brilliantly done by Bon Lahore. He was just teasing and toying with the defence. And I just remember when they, it's just pure humiliation for them when they scored their goal, yeah. the whole Villa crowd cheered. It, it was brilliant. And then obviously, there's so much emotion in the uh, last season's one as well. A memory I've got that you've just jogged my memory of the Ashley Young crossing, Gabby glances in past Mike Taylor. Yeah. yeah. They, a minute before he scores that, the, the Blues fans were singing something like Champions League, you're having a laugh. And Young had been pinging the ball all over the place. He, he hadn't put a ball in all day. And they'd been giving him absolute grief because, you know, Tilton's really close to the close to the pitch as well. I've never been carried forward so quickly on so many people because I was under virtually middle back in that. But when that ball went in, oh, my God. I'll tell you what, if we could do that on Sunday, I'd, I'd love it. I'd bloody love it. <laughs> I'm the Keegan moment on, ain't it? My old man said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.